It's a brand new day, and we're putting the AM in American politics. We've seen the darkness of division and despair and are now jumping into the light of a bright path forward. Progress is here, and we're sharing its story with you, for you, all with the help of Signal Boost. Now, here are your hosts, Zerlina Maxwell and Jess McIntosh. Welcome to Signal Boost. This is Jess McIntosh here with Zerlina Maxwell, and we are joined right now by three-time Olympian and world champion hurdler and bobsledder Lolo Jones. She's here to talk about her new book, Over It, How to Face Life's Hurdles with Grit, Hustle, and Grace. Lolo, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for that nice uh, song intro. Of course. It's it's like, you know, we, we try to do the on-theme songs here uh, at Signal Boost. Your book is called Over It, How to Face Life's Hurdles with Grit, Hustle, and Grace. And I'm, I'm excited to talk to you because you're someone that I've been following for a while. I did track and field. That mm-hmm. was my one of my sports. I did gymnastics before that. And so track, it, I love it. Um, and it's one of the things I look forward to the most in the Olympic Games. Um, in 2008, um, I think most people are familiar with you because of track and field. Maybe they started following you at LSU and watched you in the Olympic Games. And I love that the the title is over it. Um, and then you refer to hurdles because I think the trial and tribulation of disappointment in the Olympics um, propelled you towards so many other things. So can we start there? Can we just talk about that 2008 moment and how really you took that and you were like, that sucked, but I'm going to turn it into something positive and something that yeah, makes absolutely. my life yeah. better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The over is kind of play on words because so many times people use the word over it when they're frustrated, like, Oh, mm-hmm. I'm so over it. You know, like I, I'm just over the situation. Um, and that's how it was in 2008. You know, I finally made my first Olympic team. Um, I had the best times in the world and I was, pegged to win that race and I was so close I had only one more other hurdle mm-hmm. to get uh, over and then I I clipped the ninth hurdle and it cost me Olympic gold and yeah I was in that moment I was frustrated over it like Ugh, over it <laughs> and then um you know as my career started to like you know have its ups and downs uh especially because of that big failure in front of millions I used that um to go on to make two more teams and one of them was a winter Olympics and uh, only a handful of people have gone to a summer and winter Olympics. So then in, the, in that moment, I was over it as in, I got over it. Like my failures didn't stop me. I, I uh, used them as motivation to do something incredible. So I'm hoping that that's what the book does for many people, because look, the reality is a lot of us aren't gonna, like we're going to shoot for our dreams when absolutely uh, work very hard for them, but many times people come up short. And so what's the takeaway on that? And so uh, just writing the book, um, I wanted to provide that kind of motiva- motivation and inspiration because I, I read a lot and I get a lot of inspiration from books or podcasts. Um, and most of the time those messages are geared for people on the other side of it. Like, this is what I did and now I'm an Olympic champion or this is what I did mm-hmm. and I made a million dollars. And so I was like, well, where's the book for people still in the fight? that really haven't had that penultimate success, but um, where's their motivation? Can I ask you, how, how did you get from 
the over it that I think we all experience on the regular when it's like, you know, my subway is late and the, <laughs> you know, I don't want like, I'm just, I'm over it. Like, how do you get from feeling like you want to give up? Like there is no purpose in the fight to pushing through it and getting over it. Like I'm going to continue continue pursuing my dreams despite any setbacks that I have like how how do you get from point a to point b in your own brain because I think a, a lot of us struggle with that especially in this like weird pandemic moment like a lot of us are exactly. over it help, help us get over it <laughs> yeah well motivation comes in waves and I think the we see so many movies and we like there's always like that rocky montage and it's just like okay I'm fired up and like that's not how motivation comes sometimes it, it comes in sometimes a water drip type uh, situation and then sometimes it comes bursting like the Niagara Falls so um, and you'll see that when you read my book uh, you know after the London Olympics the motivation was at an absolute standstill because after London I had um, I had spine surgery right a year before and I made the team and I was so excited because it was like they, they said I wasn't even going to make this Olympic team and I told you haters I was going to make this team and I made it and <laughs> I go to the Olympics and I get fourth and it's the fastest Olympic race in the history of the Olympics for the hurdles. Like, that means my time would have got me a medal at any Olympics to this date but that mm. one. And so I was crushed because I was like, okay, so wait, let me get this right. I had spine surgery less than a year out from the Olympic Games, went from not being able to walk to walking to running fast to going over hurdles, making the team, and then to still come short. I was, like, absolutely devastated. I was like, I did everything I could, everything right. I could to get this medal and came up short. And so I just went home. And sat on my couch and just watched TV and ate junk food for over a month. And so the motivation was absolutely at a zero. And um, the motivation came in through trickles, whether it was like uh, calls from my coach or one of the things I talked about was <laughs> that I got motivation from watching uh, Cool Running. <laughs> so <laughs> Amazing. I love that. what helped me to be a bobsled athlete. So I mean, you just got to keep just pressing. When you are at a zero, your motivation can, from the, can come from the smallest thing sometimes. It can come from a song. It can come from a change of environment. It can come from a talk with a friend or a family member. It, it, you know, I think some people just think that it just comes rushing at first, but sometimes it really just needs to build very, very slowly, like a set of Legos. Oh, that's – I like that. I and, that. And one of the things that I, I actually try to tell people – um, you know, a lot of a lot of times people will ask Jess or I, like, how did you get where you are? Like, how did you create the career that you have? And I always say, like, I broke it down into baby size pieces. Um, and I just sort of every day did a little bit um of of the goal. Like I just I was like, Okay, what three things can I be doing today to get me closer to the goal but it's not like you're gonna wake up and become Oprah like that's not <laughs> that's I mean unless you're Oprah in which case you're waking up this <laughs> yeah. morning and you are Oprah um, <laughs> but, and congratulations but, to you <laughs> but I think I think that um, one of the things I I think that you said that's so crucial to sort of getting over things but also working towards something is the fact that you're not it's not a burst of motivation it's like every day making a decision to like do the baby step like okay i'm gonna like drink water today i'm just saying that out loud as an example not that that's my goal every day to try to actually do that but um but like i'm gonna stay hydrated today or i'm gonna actually do my full skincare 
routine today because I'm 39 and I'm not getting any younger. So today better be the day because it can't be, you know, five years from now. But can you talk about sort of your the way you approach goals? Because I don't think you go from like an Olympic hurdler to a world champion bobsledder overnight. That can't happen overnight. So how does that happen? And how do you sort of break that down? You kind of broke it down already. Like, I don't know an Olympian that has these major goals without the baby goals. So, you know, I just said, uh, today my goal is to stay hydrated. And in my mind, I was like, oh, you're on the path to becoming an Olympian. Why? Because (laughs) staying hydrated is baby goal number one. (laughs) Baby goal number two, eat healthy. Baby goal number three, do your abs. You know, like, most of us don't have the, we have the goal, okay, I want to be an Olympian. I want to be an Olympic champion. But that is not what we think about on the day-to-day basis. The day-to-day basis are these, like, mental checklists. Okay, did I drink enough water? Did I get my eight to 10 hours of sleep? Did I stretch at night? Did I do the extra workout? Did I do my meditation to relieve my stress? That is how most Olympians make teams and medal. And so you do want to have that lofty goal, but that goal can be so overwhelming because it's like we can't even wake up and be like, okay, I want to be an Olympic champion. Like that, that goal would be so overwhelming. So we have to break it down into a ton of baby steps. And when you achieve those little baby steps, even if it's something like, I'm just going to stay hydrated today, achieving uh, that gives you energy. It gives you a burst. Like one thing I checked off the list. All right, what's next? Okay, I got to, you know, I'm going to do 10 minutes of abs every other day. And then you're going to progress from there. So that's how a lot of us achieve our goals for the bigger ones. Um, even books, like your book goals, if like if you're trying to read a certain amount of books, per month or per year, you, you start off smaller than having, I'm going to read a thousand books in one year. So right. <laughs> I, that seems totally manageable. And like some, like I could, I could set off on my Olympic path now. Like I, like I will start today <laughs> by drinking water and in a couple of years, I will make a team. Um, we'll, a we'll get there. <laughs> so I read something, I read a phrase. <laughs> You'll be right there on the pad until it's the moment where it's like, okay, run back to back 400s with less than a minute rest between. <laughs> right, no. right. I, I, they, they, those are the baby steps that are going to trip me up. I can already see it coming. Eventually, the baby <laughs> but the, is going to. <laughs> but you have. But you're now a runner, Jess. Because I am. You, Jess and I do this running program. We we it's an audio guided running program, and I got Jess to start it, and she's now running. So you're a runner now, yeah. Jess. Maybe you're on like the Olympic t- team. Two never months say of never. this and. It feels amazing. I genuinely, like, I was, I was the kind of person who was like, I hate running. I just hate it. It's too repetitive. I get bored. It doesn't, it's not comfortable for my body. I don't like it. And then, um, I, I don't know what changed. I kind I like, I love the feeling of it. Like, and I'm, I'm not in it for a weight loss goal. I actually like the feeling of running and that just, that's just a total, total revelation for me. Um, but so the, the question that I, I had, because we don't need to talk about me and my athleticism, um, is this phrase that I saw in your book that I've not seen before, and that was healthy hindsight. Like you have gone through so much before we even get to 2008, like just the, mm-hmm. the, the background that you had to survive is not the kind of background that you think of when you think of somebody who is able to achieve all of their superhuman potential in the world. But the way that you look back on that now can't hinder you from from continuing to pursue your dreams and getting better and better. So how do you how do you develop a healthy hindsight? Like, how do you develop a way of looking at the hardships that you have overcome and and not getting bogged down in 
the sadness that you had to go through that and instead somehow figuring out how to use that to propel you forward. That is really, really hard work, as in you have to, like, stop yourself. So, like, you know when you have those doubts and fears coming mind, like, you can't do this. You, you're, you're a loser. You're no, stuck. never. Like, those, <laughs> those moments, I have to stop myself. I have to, like, literally stop myself and redirect my mind. And so that's the same thing with the healthy hindsight because sometimes it can just – they just seep in your mind and it's just like – oh, how could you do that in that relationship? Like, you're the problem. You're the cause. Or like, And it just starts to just build, and then you just feel this bitterness in you, and then just all this angst and toil. And so that's when you have to redirect your mind and be like, no, like, that happened, and here's the good because that bad thing happened. So it's it's almost like homework assignments for your, your mind. They're, you know, they're not fun at first, but then – it brings you a tremendous amount of peace working through those issues. But it's not like you do it once and you're completely healed. It's a, it's a time and time again process. Uh, just thinking about the Beijing race that cost me gold. It took me years, years to look back on that race and like, you know, be like, oh, okay, like I can see why that happened and like how that helped me for the better. Even though I would still to this day love to be an Olympic champion, love to have that medal, I can see so much good that has come from that past. Like I wouldn't be a summer and winter Olympian had that not happened. I probably would have retired yeah. years ago and probably only had enough motivation to compete in one Olympics. Like the fact that I hit that hurdle and it cost me gold, I was like, I am going back and I'm going to redeem myself. And I pushed myself for four years after that. So I probably would have made the London team had that not happened or the, you know, 14 team. So um, you have to find those things to be grateful for. And they're they're tough because they're buried under layers of pain and hurt. And, um, you know, you have to just dig in because there's usually something that you can find. That w- whether that you got stronger from the experience, you overall just became a badass, you know, or um, you learn from it. So uh, it's just working through those things. And it's tough, you know, because it's, it's so much easier to just, like, bury it and just kind of cave and not think about it. So in the last minute here, I just want to sort of leave folks with, um, you know, some some positivity. So in terms of this pandemic, it's been so hard. I mean, it's been hard for for everybody, I think, no matter what their individual circumstances are. Um, what what have what has brought you joy and peace during this really difficult year where all of us are just stressed and anxious and worried? Ooh, joy and peace. Well, are we talking about like physical things or like, you know, obviously running brings me a ton of peace. Um, um, I don't know, like the, <laughs> I get peace in different ways, whether I'm trying to like relax and watch TV. I watch a lot of TV during the pandemic. Um, uh, oh, we love TV. What's also- the last show you binged? Oh, last show I binged. Um, my gosh. Well, right now I've been super busy because the book's coming out, so... What was the last thing I binged? There will there be time like for th- TV eventually. <laughs> I know. There was a big Thor thing, but I can never say the the name of it because it was filmed in Norway, I think. Uh, it was on Netflix. A ran- random of it? I don't know how to say it. I'm embarrassing myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's... But, but No, but I'll, I'll be able to figure it out when I go on there today. I mean, nope, everybody I know after work when we all R-A- go on there. R-A-N, and then after that, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Look, when okay. they when they when they dub those shows in English, I'd watch all kinds of things that I probably would I never know, discover. I like, 
Yeah, I'm getting really caught up. I watched a really cool Korean one, and um, oh, yeah, Korean shows are really good. <laughs> yeah, so true. Um, but right now I'm into like heartfelt feel good movies and like the stuff that would be on Lifetime and I'm embarrassed to say it but I don't no. I think the more stressed out I get the more heartfelt and more rom commy I get <laughs> so I, I totally can relate to that or or like I mean I definitely watch like feel good things I try to when the world is a just a dumpster fire yeah I'm all about the feel good, but I still haven't been able to get on down with like the you know how they always do the Christmas in July I still can never get down with that no, that's I much. do watch the Christmas movies when they come out at Christmas time. Like I'll at least watch yeah, I one do, but of I those cheesy movies. Push, yeah, no, yeah, they're trying to do a big push in Christmas in July. Just I've never that's never worked for me. Like, I can't. I don't know <laughs> if I can do that either. You're right about that. Yeah, totally. Rom com. So that's probably why I'm single because that's all I like to watch is rom com. So <laughs> they're all lies. <laughs> that's why we're single. But, we're all. But they're beautiful well, Jess is not lies. Single, but I am too. I also yeah. don't watch oh, rom-coms, yeah. but I appreciate I them. them. Yeah, They always meet in ways that there's no way you're going to meet that person. <laughs> right. Oh, for sure. No, they are not a, they are not a playbook. They do not, they do not help you. Like you cannot take notes and apply them to your own life. Uh, yeah, like, Jones, my, I car break, my car breaks down in a small town. One, I'm never in a small town where I don't have access to my phone to call just like AAA or something. So <laughs> most of you guys help over and help most cute guys are just going to keep it on the highway. They're not going to pull over and help exactly. Tire, so. Right. I love that. I know that we need to let you go because you have a lot of, of book promotion to do. The book is over at How to Face Life's Hurdles with Grit, Hustle, and Grace. Lolo Jones, thank you so much for joining us this morning. This has been so much thank fun. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. <laughs> Anytime. Stay safe. We'll be back tomorrow with another Signal Boost podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>